0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports. Featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company, Podcast uh, and Church Studios, and it's produced by Rochelle Winter. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Cody, and Jimmy. Hey.
2: No, I'm not on. Hello. man. There we go.
1: Yeah, you're just, your mic was down though. Very cool.
2: Like a sound check. Welcome to the episode 313 of The Undercard going six years strong. Crazy. Uh, Cody is not here. He's in Las Vegas. And Jimmy wasn't feeling well, so it's just me at the helm. But we are celebrating something special. Tomorrow is uh, Larkin, who's an MMA fighter, also does ring-girling stuff for The Undercard and is now (laughs) kind of like a host it's her birthday tomorrow, so we're going to celebrate it. We always try to celebrate birthdays, um, but she's not here yet. She's training, and then she's going to be joining the show a little bit later. We are going to start by just giving some of my views on boxing, some stuff coming up in boxing, uh, and then maybe touch on a little bit of MMA, and then uh, talk a little bit about maybe some uh, things Detroit 313. And then I found some some crazy news stories that we'll run through and uh, just give our opinion on probably when Larkin gets here because it's like more of a birthday celebration. But I guess we have to start off with what everybody's talking about, the Tyson uh, Fury-Otto Whalen fight that happened in Las Vegas this past Saturday and uh, the controversial cut that was hit by a legal uh, blow by Otto that split open huge. Clearly, Tyson Fury was bothered by it a little bit, but showed tremendous heart and was able to box his way to a unanimous decision victory. Um, So I guess if we start with the controversy first is that people say that Tyson Fury, um, if it was Otto that had that cut, it would have been stopped. So I'll tell you right away. Yes, it would have. And Tony Meeks is a human and just like any other human, we kind of know what's on the line and he's not going to stop the fight with Tyson Fury because he knows what's on the line. And maybe even the doctor, he is probably thinking in the back of his head, if the doctor wants to stop it, that's fine because it's on the doctor then. And then the doctor who looked at it asked Tyson Fury, the Number one question that gets asked in boxing can you still see? Tyson Fury, which we have learned over the last few years, has come back from a ton of stuff alcohol, depression, um gaining weight, you know, walking around at four hundred pounds. That guy's not gonna say he can't see whether he can see or not. and the fight continues on. The problem I have with it is that Otto Whalen and uh, Slita Promotions are bitching about the fight should have been stopped because of the cut. And I would say that you still weren't beating Tyson Fury when you got the cut. And when he had the cut, you couldn't capitalize on that. So that just shows you how much better Tyson Fury is than you. And then... Why, as a fighter, would you want to win on a technicality, like on a cut or something? Don't you want the knockout? Don't you want the decision? Um, I agree that before the cut, this fight really didn't have any appeal to it whatsoever. Um, I was in Oklahoma, and a group of us watched it, and we kind of thought Tyson Fury would come in there and, and box, and the announcer said... That, you know what, he's probably trying to get some rounds in, which he probably was. But when the cut happened, there was a little bit of drama. And Tyson Fury had to start picking up the pace. And we saw a really, I wouldn't say a great fight. But maybe if I had to rank it out of a four star, I would say a two and a half, 2.753, where we weren't going to get that otherwise. So the cut added a different dynamic. Now, what's this all mean for the Deontay Wilder fight? It means I don't see it happening in February. I think he took 50 stitches. Um, I don't know if Rochelle saw the gash. The gash was nasty. And, uh, but, Tyson Fury survives and advances, uh, you know, and I, I don't know how good Otto Whalen is, and you know if this means that he's a should be considered in a top heavyweight, you know, may, maybe that would have been a better fight for Anthony Joshua to wait instead of Ruiz. Um, you know, I, I think Anthony Joshua needs a little bit of confidence, and that would be a fight that I'd be very interested in because that would be a good measuring stick. So the heavyweight division is just a mess. And typically in boxing, is it ever anything but a mess? And so let's let's recap. Andy Ruiz, who is uh the champion for all the sanctioning bodies except the WBC, which is held by Deontay Wilder, has a rematch against Anthony Joshua, which was one of the most exciting fights of you know, all time uh at Madison Square Gardens. So uh, you have that situation going on, a rematch. Then you have Deontay Wilder, who is waiting for Tyson Fury. And then Tyson Fury now has a cut, so minimum three to six weeks before sparring or getting into camp again. And, you know, I'll give it to Tyson Fury that the guy looks like he's having fun. I mean, they they come out singing. I love his – I love – His coaching staff. He he took a lot of criticism by changing his coaching staff, but those guys seem phenomenal, and it seems like a good fit. Um, I've seen video of them dancing and singing in uh, the locker room beforehand. I saw him dress up as a Mexican wrestler the day of the weigh-in, and uh, you know he he's mildly entertaining. And so he gets my vote now going forward. Um, I love why Deontay Wilder got in the business because his um, daughter needed treatment and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I still like Deontay Wilder, but there's something about Tyson Fury. And if you want to listen to a much better podcast than us, I do recommend you go see uh, – go listen to the Joe Rogan uh, experience where he had Tyson Fury on and Tyson Fury's just basically telling him everything he went through and he was very open and honest and I think that's what's kind of cool about Tyson Fury is that he's open and honest and if you look at Tyson Fury he looks like a bouncer at a dive bar you know he looks like the guy that might check your ID at the dive bar and throw you out but he doesn't look like a world-class athlete um, he doesn't have a physique that would scream to you that he is <laughs> in great shape. Also, on the other side, Andy Ruiz, also who, likes Snickers, has a physique that you wouldn't look at and say, wow, there's a guy who's an incredible athlete, <laughs> but both these guys are at the top. Uh, and then you got Wilder and Joshua, and Wilder's not lost, but Wilder looks like a freak of nature, and Joshua looks like a freak of nature. But uh, it's cool seeing, like, the guys that don't look it but are in shape. That's the misleading thing. There's so many different ways to be in shape. There's uh, the eye test, which means fucking nothing. Then there's the cardio, and Tyson Fury has never had a problem with cardio. Uh, Andy Ruiz, I don't think he was going to have a problem with cardio that night. But they don't pass the eye test, and that's what's great about those guys. And so good for Tyson Fury for surviving and continuing on. And then we got uh, Spence versus uh, Porter coming up in two weeks. We don't have a show next week, so, like, um, I'm going to give my prediction now on the Spence-Porter fight. But it's happening again – or not again, but uh, Spence is uh, again – the talk of the town and some people out there, I mean, I'm talking pretty good boxing minds. I was with in Oklahoma. I think Porter has a chance and I'm telling you that I expect Spence to win pretty easily by unanimous decision. And that's what I'm going to pick on my tapology account, which you can follow me on kid Vegas, 19. Um, But I'm telling you that absolutely. It, is going to be a done deal that Spence wins by unanimous decision. Uh, Porter and his headbutts and all the uh, uh, headbutts and all the things that make Porter a dangerous fighter. I think Spence uh, with the Mikey Garcia fight really evolved. The way he just made Mikey Garcia quit without quitting. Does that make sense? Because Mikey Garcia is not going to quit. But you could tell that he knew he was just he was in a lot of pain. You know, how about Garcia's corner almost like calling it off? So that's the status of what's going on in boxing. And then since we've last been here, Canelo Alvarez announced that he is going against Sergey Kovalev. Sergey Kovalev um, had a higher weight. Uh The one thing that Canelo Alvarez learned from Floyd Mayweather is picking opponents when the timing when you pick the opponents is just as important as picking the opponents. I mean, Sergey Kovalov, three years ago, I think you could make an argument that that is some power that Canelo's never seen before. Uh, But this Sergey Kovalov, his age, what we've seen of him lately, I expect Canelo to dominate. Um, I expect him to maybe even get a stoppage, and let's not miss. There's no mistake about it. This fight, on paper, to people that know, this isn't even a good fight, really. I mean, it, it's um. Let's see how Kovalov does, or see how Canelo does against Kovalov, but it's not an interesting fight by any means. It's a weird timing. This is the second year in a row that Canelo has picked a weird time to fight. Um, I'm telling you, clearly the WBC wanted to do something special on uh, the Mexican independence holiday in Vegas. They wanted to do something so special that they gave the lineal champion a special belt, or Otto Whalen could have won this special belt, the WBC. If I was Deontay Wilder, I'd be absolutely furious that somebody other than me, the champion, would get a WBC belt. But, you know, ESPN Plus is really pushing this lineal championship stuff. So that's what's happening in boxing as we know it. And then there was a rumor going around, which I don't think has panned out, that Floyd Mayweather was going to fight Manny Pacquiao as in an exhibition fight on, in Japan on New Year's Eve. Um, I haven't even really gone back and double checked on that because supposedly it came from Floyd's Instagram or something. That's actually somebody I should follow on Instagram that I don't, Floyd Mayweather Jr. But, um, supposedly he said something to the liking of that. Have no idea, absolutely no idea. I could tell you that Ryzen is trying to figure out different ways of doing fights that involve fighters that are involved with other promotions that isn't covered by their UFC contracts. So like Conor McGregor, supposedly there's been some talks there. Well, Conor McGregor's under contract with the UFC. But Ryzen is getting around it saying it would be a specialty bout, maybe a grappling contest, maybe a kickboxing contest, maybe, maybe a boxing contest. So Ryzen's trying to figure out ways to get very big names Um to step up to their New Year card, which is their biggest card, New Year's Eve. It's a different kind of holiday over there in Japan. and so that is kind of what's going on in MMA. Big press conference Thursday in Manhattan uh, to see who the biggest badass in the world is. You got Diaz uh, versus Jorge, which is now the main event of the Madison Square Garden card, um, which is good because I didn't want to see Colby. I'm kind of Colby uh, already. And that's going to be the main event for um, Madison Square Gardens. I tell you what, I don't think I've been it's cited for a venue and it's cited for a main event like that in UFC in a while. I think both of them will bring it. I think Jorge will probably win. That's my early predictions, but we'll see how that goes along. That press conference is happening Thursday. And then, um, what else has happened? Uh, clearly, uh, you know, UFC just, uh, there's so many MMA events anymore. And Bellator's really doing a good job of pushing the envelope. And, you know, that, that's kind of what makes Ryzen kind of special, I think, is that they stick to a very, well, let's see, like a format where, um you know you, you could catch all of them you know it it's just impossible to watch all the MMA now that is going on and um there's some warning signs that in sports just talking to a friend of mine that you know the the bubble on the sports is uh, ready to pop uh we're a uh, half a block away from uh Little Caesars Arena the Detroit Red Wings, which when I grew up um, had a sellout streak, which was the longest sellout streak in NHL. You know, they they can't draw anymore. This is a preseason game with not even their biggest stars in it. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how long in the MMA community that um, new promotions can launch, the sustainability of it, um, you know, in, in C, You know, UFC is kind of averaging, a, for sure averaging a fight every two weeks. And sometimes with the you know UFC on ESPN and UFC the the bigger events that they count the numbers you know the two hundred two hundred one two hundred two uh, you're getting them kind of regularly so I think people might be experiencing a little bit of oversaturation and if you're a bar it's interesting. Because with football season, I think football beats everything. I don't understand it, but football beats everything. Pro football. Uh, college football, you know, maybe on the same... I, I really think in college football, you have to have a rooting interest to even care about it. the game. So college football is there. But as this sport evolves, because this sport still is very much in an infancy form, it's going to be neat to see or bad to see how many shows are going on you know in a way it's great because the depth is there to develop a fighter with lots of promotion but in a way it's bad you know i mean it's kind of special when you're a pro football player and you're one of 53 on an NFL team because there's only so many of you you could go to a private island and meet everybody probably from the league and kind of remember names uh to be a pro MMA fighter, you just got to go to the state, file that you're going to be a pro MMA fighter and you can fight for a local promotion and there's a million local promotions. So it, it there is a lot of MMA fighters out there. And the challenge which has always been the challenge is distinguishing yourself from distinguishing yourself from the others so that you get noticed. And really it's not too much about talent anymore, it's about de- Getting yourself distinguished so you get noticed, and I think that's why we're getting a lot of the over-the-top uh, Conor McGregor wannabes, and I think that's also why we're getting a lot of, if I may say, uh, showmanship at uh, fights that you, we typically wouldn't see because we think that that's what people want to see, and so the the media is expecting the fighters to be like this, and you know the more zany you are the better chance you might have of getting noticed and, you know, kind of, kind of true. But well, we're going to go to our first break, and then I got some stories that I wanted to share with Rochelle we're going to talk about as we wait for uh, Larkin's 23rd birthday. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hello. Welcome back. Episode 313. As I said, uh, why why that even means anything if you're listening out of town for the longest time, 313 in the surrounding areas and in Detroit was the area code. With more people got more phones and cell phones came along, 734-248-810, kind of branched out. But 313 is the uh, area code for Detroit. So, you know, 313, kind of special Detroit. I'm wearing, personally, Say Nice Things About Detroit shirt, uh, Emily T. Gale. And uh, on top of my hat is uh, Detroit Boxing Company. So I'm trying to represent Detroit today and, you know, just give it a little bit of love here. But we're going to run through some quick uh, stories here really quick. Hopefully we'll get Rochelle to join the program. She can look at the mic, talk into it. And First off, how old do you think Cassandra Peterson is? She is the actress that plays Elvira. It's her birthday. Take a guess.
1: Seventy
2: five. Holy fuck! No, sixty eight. I was amazed at sixty eight. You think she looks seventy
1: five? I I don't pay any attention.
2: Well, she's been around for like ever. Like I mean, that's in the why same... I would
1: guess older. So.
2: Oh okay. Um, I thought younger. I mean, she looks younger. Uh, I know she's hitting Comic Cons now, not dressed up as Elvira, like Cassandra Peterson. Which I mean, to me, that that would be like an ultimate bummer. From a standpoint, is she's known as Elvira, but um, I guess she still will sign Elvira stuff. But she used to do like at comic cons, dress as like Elvira and stuff. But I wouldn't have thought sixty eight, but quite quite a Halloween icon to think about it. And and I mean, if if somebody said lists forty things about Halloween, she might be listed in that forty. Like I mean, Elvira in her terrible movie nights and stuff. So to to her to be associated with Halloween, a holiday like that, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, but let's run through some crazy stories that I saw. Um, that is like, I mean, real stories, but absolutely, um, bizarre. Um, my favorite, I can't fucking find right now, but, uh, Former manager of the DOD Aerospace Threat Program says UFOs are real. That is on Huffington Post. That is a real story. Rochelle, what do you make of that? A former security person saying that UFOs are real. We just talked about it last week.
1: I think you just try and find anything to make yourself believe that they are. Oh, they are. Okay.
2: I listened to Dan Aykroyd on Joe Rogan last night. Do you know anything about the Crystal Skulls? Or no, the
1: Indiana Jones crystals, called?
2: no, no, so his vodka is made after these twelve stones that were found in different regions across, and hewlett Packard in the seventies said that there wouldn't have been technology that that could have polished them like that because they weren't drilled or anything like that, and that's actually what his Skull vodka is based off of two of them are in the Smithsonian, but um, the lady at the Smithsonian says that they were made by one guy and then somehow scattered across the world. And I'm talking like 1920 was the last one that was found, but... No, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Now, maybe it makes more sense what that movie was about because I never knew about these Crystal Skull things. And I didn't even know I've drank that vodka before. I didn't even know that vodka was based around the Crystal Skulls. But yes, I will listen to some paranormal stuff. I mean, it's,
1: I wouldn't count that as paranormal.
2: The Crystal Skulls? You no, don't think that's I, not I'm from just, a different planet? Uh, no. You think somebody scattered them around. They look the same. Some are different colors and stuff. But you think that like some. I don't some, know what they are. Oh, look them up. Crystal skulls. And tell me that, that that could be man-made. Like we were talking about the pyramids and stuff like that. I mean, once you see them, there's one that has like a cross in it too. And they don't know how the cross even got in there because that would be something that like the crystal would break. But yeah, Dan Aykroyd's a believer. Which I mean if you if you're in a movie Ghostbusters, you're gonna be an absolute uh you know, a believer about that. What do you think? Yeah. Pretty amazing, right? I think they're really cool looking, but I don't think they're from here. Especially because they were found all over the world, like in different different places.
1: So you think an alien made these? I do.
2: I really freaking do.
1: You just decided to drop them on Earth,
2: right? I do. Okay. No, I I, I think uh, Dan Aykroyd was talking about something about that. Um. Some ancient organization called them star people brought them to them or something. I think that they're, uh, like, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I'm trying to find this one story. And it was freaking great. But
1: this is where Jimmy would say you need a production meeting. Well, Prior.
2: first off, I had it pulled up, but I think I accidentally deleted it. Okay. But it was like, like a story we could have talked about forever. Man, that does stink when like you can't find exactly what you had pulled up a second ago. It's like absolutely like a bummer. I think I think the internet just does it to like piss off people. Let's see. Bump 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 bump. bump. If this isn't it, I'll move on to something else. Um buh, 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 buh. Yeah, I don't think I fucking have it now. Shit. We'd have to go on a break and find it. But I won't do that. Um, I did just see that the UFC did trademark uh, baddest motherfucker. Uh, It was Nate Diaz that coined it uh, for the Jorge Masvidal fight. And uh, UFC has now gone on to claim it. So obviously this isn't going to be a one-time thing, I don't think. I think that they're going to try to do more. Uh, baddest motherfucker things, but it also proves that Dana White kind of likes the Diaz brothers. It was always said that he didn't like the Diaz brothers, but there's a little bit of love there um, for the Diaz brothers. So, Rochelle, when you grew up, did you have a 313 area code phone yes. number? Yeah, do you remember it? Or no? Yes. Damn. Nice. Yeah. When did it switch over for you? When did you become 734?
1: Probably when I moved downriver.
2: Okay. Ours actually happened at our house. Like they, it was like, like both numbers worked and it was a gradual transition. Like we were three one three two eight two something. And then they told us like it was going to switch to 734. And then like one day it was 734, but it took a little bit. But Detroit's interesting because Detroit, the population's so bad here that like we don't have multiple, multiple, multiple um uh area codes like in in Manhattan alone I can't tell you how many there are you know and then in Nevada there's only one 702 because no one lives out there so i think it's a good indicator of population and stuff too what are you trying
1: um pepitas
2: yeah i thought they were sunflower seeds
1: they're pumpkin seeds
2: uh, are they good
1: not bad I'm supposed
2: to lower my cholesterol. As I as it, you don't know if it's working until you get another blood test. Right, but it's on one of those. It lowers your cholesterol, kind of thing. Yeah. Damn. Nice. I mean, if it doesn't taste good, though,
1: it taste bad. Yeah. Kind of tastes like almost like hollow sunflower seeds.
2: What's the nutrients on it? Give us a breakdown. And what is a serving size? Too how many?
1: One ounce, about a quarter cup.
2: So a quarter cup is like calories and protein. Like how many How many can you have?
1: 160 calories.
2: Out of a little cup, that's a lot.
1: Uh, four carbs.
2: Okay. Very nice.
1: Eight grams of protein.
2: Very nice. Well, uh, we got to go on one little quick break. Larkin is almost here. And so we got to get her cake ready and we will be back. If you're listening to the podcast, it doesn't matter because it just goes right into it. Hello. Welcome back to the Undercard episode 313. Larkin just got here. It's officially her birthday tomorrow at midnight or tonight at midnight, tomorrow, all day, 23 years old. And we did get a cake. I sent Rochelle out to get the cake, and I swear, Rochelle, uh, she's in training. And Rochelle got probably the worst cake you could get someone in training. W- what are we looking at here, Rochelle? We got a layer of baby. chocolate.
1: She likes chocolate. I do like
2: chocolate. Then we have a layer of vanilla chocolate, or what? Is, what's that said custard? Know. Like a fa- I don't know. Okay. Like then <laughs> we go another layer of chocolate down to like that creamy brown chocolate, down to another layer of chocolate. I'll actually post a picture of this on the Facebook. And then on the top, it looks like something from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. It's just like chocolate, little dots everywhere, chocolate, everything. But she turns 23, so we are going to light the candles, especially because the bartender eventually needs his lighter back. And uh, we're going to have her blow out. Uh, I'll do a quick video. But wishing her a happy birthday.
1: We can't sing happy birthday,
2: though. Yeah, because that we don't own royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's... All right. Happy birthday.
1: To Larkin.
2: To Larkin. Oh, you didn't light it.
1: No, okay. I don't have a lighter.
2: Cake is awesome. Absolutely beautiful looking. Oh,
1: my gosh,
2: yeah. The candles are silver. Also beautiful looking.
1: And I got her, her pink plates.
2: Yes. We all know pink slurking. All right. So. I went hot pink. Happy birthday, Larkin. Larkin. Yay.
1: 23.
2: All right. Yay. 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 All right. Now you can grab a seat and Rochelle will get us going with all the uh, uh, festivities.
0: I'm going to tear stuff
2: off the wall. Oh, no. No. I'm you. sorry. Yeah. Oh, you okay? Yep. I don't want to injure you.
0: Bring my foot over. It's cool.
2: Happy birthday.
0: Thanks.
2: 23 years young. I actually remember my 23rd birthday. Not all of them do I remember, but I remember my 23rd birthday. Uh, So you're training though right now. So what are you going to do to celebrate?
0: She's going to eat this chocolate cake. Well, I know
2: she can have a piece of the chocolate cake. Um,
0: I'm not doing anything exciting, honestly. Nothing? Chris is taking me to dinner tomorrow. Or Thursday. Okay. The day after my birthday. Where is he
1: taking you? I
0: don't know. Somewhere in Kalamazoo. One of our friends recommended a restaurant in Kalamazoo. So we're going there. And my mom and I are going to get my nails done. Ooh. Nice. And then Chris and I are going to go watch a movie. And that is it. Thanks, Brad.
2: What kind of movie?
0: I don't know. I want a piece. I don't even I'll know do what's it. out. To be honest, I don't even don't know. Don't tell Coach. <laughs> I could not tell you one movie that's out right now.
2: So. It. Oh, it too. Did you see the first it?
0: I did see the first it actually. Okay. But I don't think that's in theaters anymore.
1: It just came out last really? week. Really? Yeah, it just oh, came man. out uh, last weekend.
0: I feel like it's been out. People She's have been like talking
2: She's like pennywise like So, hmm. in it's addition hours, though. In addition to it oh. being your yeah. uh birthday, last week you got to experience what was called the SFS uh female mega camp. Tell us a I omega make camp. Tell us all about it. Like what first day was like meeting new people. Because um, like, I mean, at least you knew. I was trying to think of it. At least you knew James Gray and you had been in the gym before. So like that's got to be a relief. But some people came having not met anybody there. And that's pretty like, you know, kind of nervous. How, how were the girls? Tell us about the first day.
0: They were honestly all so nice. Like there was not a girl there that I didn't like which I thought was interesting because I, I expected a lot of the girls to have egos and no one had an ego. No one had an attitude. Everyone was super sweet. I'm watching Michelle's face. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> it looks good. Um, yeah, no one had an ego. Everyone was literally there to learn. And like the girls that, even the girls, all the girls that, Um, Our from SFS showed up almost every single time unless they had to work. So morning and evening, they were always there. Basically, everyone was helpful with getting the girls from the airport to the train station and to get food and everything like that. And I didn't do so much. Everyone went out to get like Mexican and stuff afterwards because most of them aren't like don't have a fight coming up. Most of them aren't cutting weight right now. So I didn't do that. But I know a lot of the girls that were out of out of state did that. Too. There was
2: one girl that was in camp this week for yeah. a fight. Yeah. Um. So you had some Invicta champs there. You had some. Um. I think five world champions there yeah. out of like twenty girls. Um. What's it? What's it like to like see elite competition? Like, I mean, that was probably the greatest like accumulation of women's talent in one room. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe ever. Ever, I was trying to think about it. I mean, probably ever.
0: Well, I mean, for I think every single girl came from a camp back home that was predominantly guys. So like we're used to being, we're all used to being roughed around all the time by bigger bodies, and a lot of the girls were saying, "Oh my gosh, it's so nice to like actually get fight simulation or like stuff that's with another female that you don't know because." You have one female in your area, and you cross-train with them all the time, and that's just always how it happens. You know how they fight. Right. But to be able to get that many different people to work with and roll with was crazy good because we're just so used to, like, fighting big guys that just lay on you and make your life miserable. So I think oh, there was a lot more skill involved, less, like, just roughing people around, which was uh, cool.
1: one girl It's 105.
0: There are several 105s.
1: hmm
0: Did you roll with any of them? Yeah. Nope.
2: Well, well, the it day depended. I was there, James locked him in the cage twice, which was funny.
0: Um, It depended on the day. So, if there was, mm-hmm. I, because I'm the only 115 that was there. Okay. So, I would either go with the big girls or the little girls, depending on who needed an even number. Mm hmm. So, I got to go with both groups, which is kind of nice. That's cool.
2: Yeah, James, The so I went there on Thursday. James put the um, atom weights in um, the cage area of SFS. And then, like, he would tell everybody to have, like, a break. And he'd forget about them for three minutes. And then some, some girl would be like, hey, let us out. <laughs> but it was like.
0: <laughs> then, he did it,
2: then he did it again. Cake is so amazing.
0: Good. It is so, so good. good. It's
1: very light.
0: It actually is. It's much lighter than I expected.
1: Mm-hmm. And the little balls are like Rice Krispies.
0: I haven't hit one of those yet.
2: They're pretty good. They Like, like she said, they stamp Crackle Pop.
0: Hmm.
2: Only for you, Larkin. Will I eat your birthday cake? I feel like you'd. Any other fighters? Nah.
1: No, he's not a sweet person.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. No, nope. I'm not really either. I'm more of a savory person.
2: That's the one thing I do do is eat birthday cakes, though, because I feel like that's like part of the festivities, our our kids and stuff. But no, I am not by any way a sweet sweet person. It's damn
1: good cake, though. Oh, it is. I did good.
0: Very good.
2: So. How was your workout with Glove? First time in a while?
0: Ha. It was so great. So basically, like, we do this one ab drill, and it's so difficult. It's the one that you saw.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And
0: no matter what, it is so hard. And it was easier this time. Really? And I was so happy because I told him I walked in there and I said, I am in such good shape right now. And then it was, like, justified. And I was like, yes, I didn't curse myself. Because it seems like whenever I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Then I end up dying, and everyone's like, hmm, not really.
1: That was a rough one. You, like, you looked in pain the first time I saw you do it.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, it's gotten a lot better. That's I correct. mean, it's not perfect, but
1: no, it still needs to be work.
2: And what else did you work on? Because, I mean, you got like a, we aren't going to disclose, but you're slightly injured. What, I mean, you didn't spar.
0: No, no. I just, I did a lot of cardio.
2: Nice. Well, so, what glove thing? Pretty good cardio.
0: Oh, yeah. He is impressed. He, yeah. He he thought my cardio was good. I asked him, too. I was like, do you think I've gotten more better cardio? And he's like, yeah.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Because Glove has cardio for days. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from.
0: It's Because he it, drinks,
2: like, Dr. Pepper. He does. He, like... It's,
0: is, it's from it's, the chips.
2: It's not the fuel. No, it's <laughs> do not. Where, it's the carbs that he eats. I don't know where it comes from. And then he has, like, secret, like, stashes of, like, Twinkies and stuff that I have seen. So...
0: I know, and Twizzlers, he's got the biggest right the Oh, like one of those container. tub things? Right, he the don't eat tub. healthy <laughs>
2: at all, you know? Wow. And then I've watched fights with him where he's pounded a ton of popcorn. Like where you're like, that's amazing that you're still eating popcorn. Because it's like, where does <laughs> yeah, it go? He just has
1: a really high metabolism.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, Dude, he's still cut. Yeah. It's like, it's unbelievable.
1: But he's also working out how many times a day, really?
2: He works out with all his people. Right. Which I think. I think's cool. Mm-hmm. He tries to like. I mean, I've seen him do the workout drills. That's with what
1: him. I mean. If he can do it, then you should be able to do it,
2: right? You know, Sugar Hill once said that I'm never going to ask of you what I can't do, which Maybe. I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, I did remember the story I wanted to talk about, especially because um, Larkin's a Hooters girl. I was looking for the story. Oh, earlier. I think
1: I know what you're talking about. New Zealand?
2: No, was, no, no. Where D- was it? It's in Detroit.
1: No, what was it?
2: Hold on, um, and I will find it in two seconds.
1: Was it what you sent me last week?
2: You know what? That's where the stories are, I think. Okay, so here's here's the story. <clears throat> New Detroit restaurant Magnet will have a no tipping policy when it opens later this week. There is a trend that's slowly gaining popularity at restaurants across the country. It's a no tipping policy. That means no more math at your meal. A new restaurant called Magnet located on Grand River Avenue and near West Warren Avenue is opening this week. If it's busy, they make money. If not, they don't, said co-owner and chef Brad (laughs) Greenhill. That instability is one of the reasons he wants to do away with a tipping system for the wait staff at his new restaurant. What's he going to pay him though? For diners, that means not trying to figure out what's 15% or 20% of your bill and no service charge. For servers, it means you're getting paid the same regardless of the number of t- tables you wait on. It's less about the reward and you'll get more rewards through us as a company, Chef Brad said. Waiters and waitresses will be able to make $38,000 to 50000 a year with health benefits and paid vacation. It's unheard of in the restaurant world, but that's expected at almost any other job you have. Something else unheard of, Magnet will offer every employee at least fifteen dollars an hour. However, they need to everyone on board to make this system successful. It requires our staff to buy in, but also the public. Prices on the menu will reflect the new system, but diners might not notice. Doing a tipped tipped based system would be ten dollars on a menu. It's probably twelve dollars now, he said. Chef Brad also owns Taki. Restaurant in Corktown and plans to start the no tipping policy there in January. Changes the mentality for people when they have don't have to work for tips, he said. Chef Brad said he supports this movement because he wants his employees to be successful and knows the struggle since he worked his way up. I would have liked to have had this for myself, Chef Brad said. Magnet is a wood fire cooking spot that is 75% vegan. Fuck that, dude. And Chef Brad also <laughs> is hoping the tip free policy will be the perfect ingredient for a successful restaurant. The thing is, if it doesn't work, we can always go back. He says it changes the mentality for people when they don't have to work for tips. You know it changes it the other way, by the way, because if I'm getting $15 a fucking hour, I don't care if you think you had good service or not.
0: Right. Oh my God, I agree. Totally. Well,
1: but on the other hand, <clears throat> um, I want a tip. Right. But that's just it. Most waitresses and bartenders... They do the job because they know they're bringing home, A, cash at the end of the night.
0: Yeah.
2: Wait, what? One more time?
1: They're bringing home cash at the end of the night. Right.
2: So every day is like new, new money.
1: It's not waiting two weeks for the paycheck to come in and taxes being taken out of that.
2: Plus we've all been at a job where somebody doesn't do the work like they're supposed to. I mean, a million fucking jobs where like somebody is
1: lollygagging and you carry
2: the fucking weight for them. So I'm going to be happy that I, no matter if I wait 32 tables and that guy waits 10, we're making the same money. Fuck
1: that. Yeah, exactly.
2: You know, and Larkin currently, I've never wait, I've never. Done anything? The closest thing I've done was security at a bar, and then other than security at a bar, I've never been in a bar think about industry. That.
1: Think about you work a, a double, and think about the cash that you take home and that, on that double, especially when you have your regulars now.
0: Oh yeah, I would. I would never work somewhere where you, you get paid you'd hourly. Make ever a
1: fraction of what you make right oh, now. Oh
0: yeah, like think even about it. Fifteen dollars $15 $15 an, hour. an hour. That's like one table or two tables an hour. Right. Like that's Pour not it. even. Right. It's not even close. And then the other thing. well, interesting. So when Chris and I were in Canada, we, you know, we talked to everyone. So we were talking to a waitress and up there it's similar. You don't really you can't really expect people to tip. Some mm-hmm. people will tip, but well, it can be Europe, expected. In Europe like that, too. Yeah, yes, Europe. that's true. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was in the, like Canada. Like did that. So the girls make like about $12 an hour mm-hmm. and sometimes get tipped. Which is crazy to me because that's not – A, that's $12 Canadian money, which is not that much. Right. And then to also not be banking on tips, that's crazy to me. But that's just the culture there. And that's why when Canadians come into Hooters, they do What's not
1: – co- well. What's their cost of living there?
0: Their currency is different though also.
1: No, but I mean like
0: – I think mm-hmm. it's like, – I want to say it's about the same as Michigan, I would, I would think. Yeah. for like the, where we were yeah. in Ontario. But yeah, no, it's it's so wild. So Canadians to me. don't tip? Not really. Fuck. Like you'll get five dollars max. Like that's that's capping them out.
1: <laughs> that's why working at a hotel it's really difficult. Like I, you know, when I was working at at the hotel, you know, they're
2: well. First off, she worked where no one tipped, and I don't no understand it because she'll tell you this isn't meant to toot my horn. Seven years, eight years, you've known me. I tip everyone, don't I? Everybody. Fucking everybody gets He would
1: tip – if he could, he would probably tip the cashier at the grocery store. I would. Because he hates the grocery store and he probably feels that that person is – you know, deserves it because they have to deal with the people that he hates on a daily basis.
0: As soon
2: as I get in a grocery store, I'm like, I
1: fucking hate everybody. That is,
0: dude. that's so funny. That's exactly how Chris is too. He well, will not grocery shop with fuck me.
1: Those people, man. No. I got him. I got him into Michael's the other day, and just Michael's, and I was just astounded. I got him out, out. You know, besides, but Walgreens. we bought
2: shit for the house. I mean, that's different. If I'm buying stuff, yeah, we did the did Halloween we, decorations. We spent money there.
1: We did money. spend money there. Yeah.
2: But what I'm getting at is that, um, first off, there's a couple flaws in the system. I don't think those people will make yeah, what good. he's thinking they'll make, and there's no way. And then I don't like that the success of the restaurant. So, like, if it's slow, you make nothing. Then you're gonna you're gonna have wait staff like constantly in rotation because they're not gonna want to go like four days of not making shit. You know, if the restaurant's not busy. If the idea is not catching on, I mean, there's They're enough. still
1: making their $15 an and hour. You know,
2: and you know what? I'm crying. You know what? This is actually the coolest thing about the undercard. I know I won't lose one fucking listener because of this, because I don't think we have one fucking vegan listener because we're like a meat and potatoes kind of fucking <laughs> yes. crowd. But that's so vegan to do something <laughs> like know, that. that. That is that. so fucking vegan, I'm dude. No tipping. That. I'm glad I don't have to tip Larkin.
1: I
0: can, I can, I can see yeah. see a certain
1: person that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, fucking vegans.
0: When Brad, when you read that article, I was like, "Wow, what a vegan thing to do!" I know, like exactly, I was thinking right? it. I just didn't want to say it.
2: They think they're so cool. But, like, oh yeah, they do.
0: I want to just do this little math here. So if they're making fifteen dollars an hour, working forty hour weeks, that's thirty one thousand before taxes. But yeah, before
1: right. taxes. Before but then, taxes. But then he's like. Yeah, but they're going to make between 38 and what do you say? 50? No way.
0: Heck no. But that's
1: because he's counting into the equation the extra cost it is for insurance, which he was saying, you know, health benefits, paid vacation, stuff like that. So he's adding that into the equation. When I'm looking at a salary, I really don't want to know the difference or I actually want to know what like my hourly pay would be as opposed to all like the the pillow cushions he throws in there.
2: Right. And then plus tipping Because
1: actually you you look at that and you figure they're probably making ten bucks an hour, nine bucks an hour minimum wage.
2: And correct me if I'm wrong, Larkin, but tipping's the only reason you're probably really nice to a difficult table because like you still got a chance. Uh Of like getting a good tip. But if somebody's being difficult and you know no matter what you do, it's fifteen an hour, you think service gets better or worse? Worse.
0: You have sure, to watch that's the movie be waiting. Such Bad Service. I
2: you know what? I should apply there. First off, because people would be like, What do you recommend on the menu? Well, I'm not vegan, so I don't recommend anything on this fucking menu. <laughs> Is there
1: a steak on there? <laughs> exactly. Raw? All right.
2: I don't work hard. <laughs> but I make the same as bread over there who works really hard.
1: <laughs> you should watch the movie Waiting though. Okay, it's it's, it's so hilarious, funny. dude. Yeah. And you'll you'll relate to it so much.
2: Waiting is the whole reason I don't go into a restaurant ten or fifteen minutes before they close because the I reason, know what it's the, the, the chefs you, do. Ninety
1: percent of the time, you don't complain about your food.
2: Yeah, you never complain about your food. If you send it back, it's like Ehh. yeah. Yeah, it's like no, it's not going to be good. Even
1: when we, even when they've done something wrong at Hooters, he'll be like, "No, no, it's okay, I got it." And they're like, "No, no, no, it's no big deal." Always say, it,
2: "Yeah,"
0: but we get mad at our chefs if they mess something up. Oh,
2: right, <laughs> because, because, the, because
0: the customers blame you, right? Yeah,
1: like, well, you didn't write my order down right, or you didn't write my order down right. God, I, I'll tell you, that's my pet peeve:
2: not writing orders down. Yeah. If they mess yeah, up,
0: it's my pet peeve. Write it down or not, it is my pet peeve. Especially because, like, Chris <laughs> and I are the people that will, like, order something and then change 10 things about it. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, and I'm like, write it down. I will be le- more impressed if you just write it down and get it right. I'm not impressed with, like, someone having it memorized. I don't care. Yeah. Just, I want my food correct.
1: Now,
2: as an exactly. now, Oklahoma, Olive Garden,
0: oh, Oklahoma,
2: Oklahoma, Everywhere. Olive Garden. The guy was awesome. I, I went down to Oklahoma and I was like, I'm going to try stuff I've never eaten before.
0: You've never eaten at Olive Garden, Brad?
2: No, I have. But I wanted to try shit I've never had. So I was like, start me off with a soup I've never had. I've eaten it at Olive Garden. I know. Oh. um, And it was a soup with kale, potato. Sausage. And sausage. And it didn't look good, but it was amazing. <laughs> And I was happy he did that. And then I had an Alfredo seafood steak something.
1: Wait, it's he, good. He suggested this soup to you. Yes. Okay.
2: Yes, I couldn't pronounce the soup because I was like, you, you, you picked the soup for me. I still can't pronounce the soup. Now did what? he
1: pick it because that was the soup they were pushing that day? No, or was there it was, the soup? There's six he liked on it. six
2: on the menu at all time, but he was a good waiter. Yeah. Good waiters and waitresses, I will tip. It's not uncommon, 50 percent, maybe 50 to 75, if they're outstanding. our our waitress
1: today. We've had that waitress. For a couple
2: years, dude. Easy.
1: Numerous times. Yeah. And she doesn't remember
2: us, but we remember her.
1: Yeah. She reminds me of, like, Marsha Brady or something. She's nice, but... No, no, no. I mean the way she looks. She reminds me of Marsha Brady. Well,
2: first off, like... The best compliment you can get is like, and you might not know this, but like I even told her because I'm an honest person, like nothing makes somebody feel worse than when you walk into a restaurant and people are arguing over who has to take the table because that that to me is like a presentation of how you look or what they think you're going to tip. But she immediately wanted to take us, which I even thanked her, right? I was like, thanks for wanting to take us. Like It's a casual day. I'm not dressed up. Like I was, thanks, you know? So like automatically she's at twenty five percent just for that, and then um, her service is always stellar. You never yep. have to ask for a fucking refill. No, nope. um, she checks to see if the, like the tortillas, the rice are still there. Like she's amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I probably tip thirty
1: or thirty five percent.
2: Thirty five percent, right? And that's kind of low for me. Normally they get higher than that. What?
1: And so I would come home from my job and I'd be like, "Guess what? I got tipped today." And we'd be like
2: two bucks, three bucks. She got, and I'd
1: be like goose egg.
2: She worked at a job in which she had to make omelets for people.
1: Not omelets, waffles. Waffles and didn't. And then get we tipped. cooked the food like throughout the entire and day. would bring
2: it to the people and wouldn't get tipped. And I don't understand that still to this day. Like she probably got out of five hundred people she served over a career there. Thank God she doesn't work there no more. She probably got tipped, maybe fifteen times. Yeah, fifteen out of five hundred.
0: Yeah, and well, isn't it kind of an uppity place too?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was super uppity.
0: That's so weird.
2: Super uppity. Sometimes, no one though,
0: I feel like the uppity, the most uppity people don't tip. No, it's so true. Fuck it's that. so odd. I went. I so I, I do shipped
1: um, once in a while, and there was a, a customer who I delivered to in an apartment. And you could tell it wasn't a. It was you know someone that didn't have a lot of money, but he even made the comment to me. He's like, he ma- made sure that I was going to get a tip, and he goes, you know, it usually is the people who need it the most who do tip, yeah. and I'm like, exactly. I I deliver to the the uppity neighborhoods downriver, and yeah. they're like, oh expect a little extra from me i recognize you nothing
2: the, the last pizza we had delivered the guy comes to the door this pizza is really good too it's around they just open and the guy said i normally charge like 17.99 for it he goes but it's 14.35 so i immediately give him the whole 20 and he gets to keep it because it's like okay i'm not getting charged for that so like
1: oh the delivery charge probably
2: right yeah. so like i'm like fuck nice here there you go 20 so like you know
0: yeah well, I mean, I get tipped way better by blue collar workers that come in, yeah, versus like the upper high class white collar people that just want to come in there and I don't know get their ego stroked, I guess, but ah
1: that's so funny that you put it that way.
0: The blue collar people are really nice and they always tip well, yeah, regardless, I know they don't have as much money, but they'll because they'll they recognize
1: they recognize that you're doing a job that is hard work. And they appreciate that because they probably have to do hard work at their job.
0: Right. Well, I think also they're probably used to girls not wanting to take them or like being like, oh, like I'm going to give you bad service because I know you don't have that much money.
1: Oh, that you sucks. Know? Yeah, because I, don't I, like I know
0: people. that like when I've gone out with Chris and like we're close, if we're somewhere on a business trip, mm-hmm. like in just greasy clothes, getting a truck, we go out to eat. Always. That's what, that's what happens. And then we always tip really well. Though, because whoever took us, you know, you yeah. just got a better tip than the people that.
2: Well, I think down south too. I think that, um, especially so the the bartender at the bar. I mean, I wasn't doing anything spectacular. It was probably like thirty percent, but like she loved like to come around and like check on me. But the other guys, she wouldn't. I don't. I don't think they tip in the south that well either. Because like she acted like thirty percent was like something through the roof, but that's common in bars. It's like I want you to remember me, so when I come up here again, like you come up to me first over somebody else, and right. you did. So like I don't think they tip well down there, at least not in Oklahoma.
1: Well, hell, the one time we went down to Wahlburgers down in in Detroit, we went down there to, to have lunch, and there was us oh, and those God. two girls at the yeah. bar.
2: And that sucks because I was a better tipper than those people, for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: And all they were doing was getting drinks.
2: Drinks, yeah. He was being flirtatious <laughs> with these two MILFs. And then, like, we were we were down there eating and we were nothing to him. Yeah. But I still gave him 15%. To not get 15%, you have to do something god-awful horrible. I don't recall me not giving a tip ever. Like, 15 is like you didn't do well. Like you know, I don't know. Like I think fifteen is the bare minimum.
1: I think it is. You've yeah. I don't think you've ever.
2: Mm-mm. Even if like I hate them, I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. And I've asked for this few times, and and you know, they they reached a point. Uh, the one restaurant I'm not gonna throw under the bus, but like, um, asked for it twice, never came out, and when the bill comes, it's on the bill. So like, you gotta be the like, guy that says, well, you never brought that out. So can you remove that from the bill? And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Do you still want it? Well, no. No. We finished. You got the dinner mints here. You know, and like we've, <laughs> we're we past that phase, right? But they'll still get 15%, even though right. they didn't listen to me like three times. Like it's like, hey, we ordered this. Is it coming? Hey, we ordered this. It's coming.
1: Well, I try and put myself in their shoes. Maybe there's something Difficult. else going on. Difficult, right? And sometimes they're no. having a bad day.
0: No. That's not how life works. But that's how you're having a bad. I don't know. I am. I mean about it. If I don't get good service, like Chris and I will complain because I know what it's like to be a server, and I know how bad you have to be to just be a bad server. Like it's really not that hard. No matter how many tables you have, it's not that hard.
1: No, I, I, I. To a certain extent, I agree, but I'm saying that there might it. Say if you see that waitress, you know, going out on a smoke break during you know, why they're helping your table or if they're standing, you know, just leaning against the bar, doing nothing. And you're sitting there with your drinks, like completely empty and you're just like s- staring around or you don't have silverware or something stupid. Yeah. Then, then it's like, all right, you're, you're lazy. Come on. You know, you got to do a little bit better than that. But when you see that they're working hard, you know, and, they could be super busy. They could be dealing with stuff at home. Yeah. Like I try and put that kind of stuff in a perspective.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I do agree. Like if you see your waitress like hustling everywhere, doing everyone else's job too, right? Then it's like one thing. But I don't know. I th- I just. I take serving very seriously. Like I feel like that's one industry you have to take seriously. Oh yeah. It's like one thing you can't just have a bad day or just be super hungover and it doesn't matter.
2: You have to have Because pride. it
0: it definitely reflects on the whole whole company. Like that's one thing you can't just hide. I don't know.
2: Well, you think, think about it. The whole reason that people go out and eat and you cook a lot when you can, but like it's like an escape for us. It's like, all right, no cooking. Mm-hmm. And, like, the last thing you want is, like, any complications because you're there to escape.
0: Right. Like,
2: and- that that's, like, you handle the food preparation. You handle everything, you know.
1: Well, we talked about, like, um, earlier today about the fact of owning a restaurant. And the idea of it, I would never, ever, ever want to. Just because there are so many health regulations. Yeah, I wouldn't. The oh, yeah, food, it's hard. You know, safety and... Then you got the whole business end of it. That is got to be one of the most difficult businesses to run.
0: Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure.
1: Especially, And then if you got a franchise on top of that, because you got their rules, you know, as opposed to just running your own business. Right. I mean...
2: Well, Hooters is guilty of this. So is Taco Bell. They'll introduce something on the menu that I absolutely love. And then three he months later, me. they take it fucking away. And they're like, that's the worst thing I ever. Know.
1: You love those steak bites. Uh,
2: that's when I I do complain. It's not about wait staff or anything, but I'm like, what the F, dude? That was really good. I add it to the permanent menu. No responses. Yeah. I think and when corporate companies don't respond to you, it's just as bad. Oh, it's yeah. like it's like you they can't got, even like say you got
1: enough money to where you can hire someone to answer those. emails, Right.
2: Sorry, we took the steak bites away. We'll include them next week. Or here's a gift card. Yeah. You remember Wendy's down at the Arnold? Yes. So we had the worst experience ever at Wendy's at the Arnold. I had a hundred dollar bill and they wouldn't cash it. Yeah. And I said, legally, you have to take my hundred dollar bill. And it is true. It's yeah, a legal it's fucking le- note. Legal I don't even know if it was right.
1: 100. I, it could have just been a 50.
2: It was a big pill, whatever. Yeah, and so, like, our, our food was like 10 bucks or something like that. And they refused to like take it. Yeah. So I call Wendy's right away. And this person acts so concerned. We're going to make it right. We're going to do anything. Ask me if Wendy's ever called or did anything after that. Fuck no, dude. Goose Uh Huh? No, they didn't do anything.
1: It's like goose egg. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Like I thought, I was like, "Damn, that lady's gonna get fired" because we got in an argument about whether or not she could take a hundred fucking dollar bill.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if, like, you you can do whatever you want, but it's a legal tender. You're supposed to have to take it, even if you say you can't take it.
1: Yeah, so we you didn't,
2: we didn't eat at Wendy's that day. No, we didn't. And I pulled out mad and I don't know where we ended up. Probably Waffle House or something. Hey,
1: immediately he's like, call corporate.
2: And I did.
0: That's such a Chris thing to do.
2: But nothing nothing happened from it. It's not like Wendy came with her red hair on the front door and knocked or anything. No, nothing happened. Not even uh-huh. a gift card. Uh, like I'm, I'm sometimes good at getting gift cards, and then sometimes I'm really bad at getting gift cards. Like sometimes people will be like, "Here's a gift card for the effort." Yeah,
1: he likes to he likes to email companies.
2: I love emailing companies, but I also do it for good service too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. all the fucking so times. I've
1: actually called Taco Bell once and told them that was the best burrito you guys have ever made. Thank oh. you.
2: Did they yes. respond back to that?
1: No, I I actually called the store. Oh wow. I called the store and I was like, that burrito was amazing. It was perfect.
2: Mind you, there's probably 12 cars. It's wrapped around and they don't care that you call. Okay, whatever, I, I know, lady. I but I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great It's burrito. the only time I've
1: ever done that. But it kind <laughs> of was so good.
2: You're right. Chuck is our best burrito maker. Oh, <laughs> right, my back. gosh.
0: Sometimes. No, it's so funny because when you go to a place, you know you're going to get bad service or it's just going to be bad. Like, you know, yeah, before you go there, like, this is going to be rough. I'm going to have to check my food. I'm going to have to make sure all the burritos are right. And that's how our Taco Bell is in my small town. And Chris and I were traveling, and we stopped at a Taco Bell, and it was the best Taco Bell we've ever had. And it was in a city, and we're like, "Man, you guys got that on lock." <laughs>
2: You're talking Rochelle's, like you know, world there. You know, Taco yes. Bell, she loves Every it.
0: once in a while, you get a good Taco Bell, but yeah. most of them are kind of not
1: the best. Right. And I was so impressed. I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yes. Because so- like all the ingredients in the burrito were sure. spread out evenly. Like, I'm so particular when I make burritos at home. It's it's all, like, you're going to have every flavor and every bite. It's not the onions are down at one end and the sour cream is down at the other end. It's so so what, evenly which, distributed.
2: Larkin, what's your number one pet peeve at a restaurant?
0: Bad service. <laughs> okay, so
2: bad service. I,
0: no, I am... So, like,
2: what about the bad service? Oh, though? my
0: gosh. If you... Leave me without water. If, if I ask for water and I don't get water, immediately, like you are getting your change, like the sense, that's all you're getting. Because that's like one thing that Whoa. I want water and it's not hard to like bring water. Yeah. Right. Because even if I order alcohol, like I'll ask, can I have my alcohol and, and water? Mm-hmm. And yeah. everyone forgets the water and I hate that because I'm thirsty. I'm always thirsty. I'm always drinking water. So that's one thing. Another thing is if I order something specific, and it doesn't come out how I I want it.
2: That's yet. every fucking time in a drive-through. For
0: yes, child. yes. And she'll she I'll be like check it.
2: it, and she'll be like it looks good. And then she no. gets home, and she'll be like I'm done.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, There'll be, be
2: one thing <laughs> in there, like, there, and she'll not be not like, eat I'm it. Not.
0: I'm
1: like no, right.
0: especially especially because like usually I don't eat until I'm very hungry, and I expect my food to be Level there, four. be right, right, be on time. I well, have high standards. I could
2: chuck some restaurants under the table, uh, but we've for been this good. Next one,
1: how much fast food have we eaten lately? Oh, well,
2: I've not ate fast food in like five I know! weeks or something like that. So, but the um, my number one pet peeve is when the hostess is not on the same page with like the cleanup staff, and they seat you at a table that's not been cleaned off, and then, and they they clean then they, it in front of you, right? In that rag they're using is smells dirty as shit (laughs) and they're (laughs) wiping your table that you're going to eat at and it smells horrible like it's not a new rag it's same water and like and then they don't dry it so like you have water pellets and they're like all right have a good meal I I'd rather wait for you to clean off that table before I saw just what you just did there. Yeah, and they do that how often? They'll be like, like, "Well, we'll seat you right now, but we got to clean the table." To
1: stay behind the
0: curtain.
2: Yeah, because that rag is not clean. I'll tell you that. No. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll eat on the floor as long as my food is on time and it's right, and I have water. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) And they write
1: the order down.
0: Yes.
2: Well, we got to get out of here. I think there's a show after us. I'm not even sure. But happy birthday, Larkin. Thanks, and a- uh, uh you can take the cake home if you want or do whatever you want with it. It's yours.
0: I'll the- probably take it home and then make Chris eat it. <laughs> there you go. I want as long as you're it, not I want it, it all, but I can't have it all. No.
2: All right. So we'll see each other two weeks from now. Take care.